guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. And for this week's topic, we have a long-awaited episode, actually. We have had this in our notes since Retweet's conception. Um, And today's episode is about blackness as a come-up, and basically just representation, not only of black bodies, but also of all people of color. And for this week, we have our great friend, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea's a great supporter, and she's also a Western student. Um, Chelsea's a really good person to have for this episode just because she has such great perspective. So she grew up in Jamaica, was in the United States for two years, and is now in Canada. Thank you for that (laughs) fantastic introduction. I was like, damn, did I really do that? (laughs) I know. I was like, where is she going with this? I was was listening intently. Um, Okay, so I ask this every episode. Where do we want to start? Okay, I think that we need to start by kind of describing what we mean when we're saying blackness as a come up. So how is blackness being used as a come up and how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. Also, sorry, just as a disclaimer, um, this episode is going to be on Radio Western, so if you guys notice that we are not swearing, that is because we will be live on the air. Thanks for mentioning that again. <laughs> I know, I was like, I'm definitely going to swear, but no. Some words shouldn't be swear words. I know. <laughs> Absolutely not, yeah. Like, that is not a swear. That's just a word. Sorry to the CTRC <laughs> or whatever that body is that regulates this. Um... But yeah, so the, one of the reasons why I'm kind of asking, like, what is blackness as a come up? Because I think, especially when me and Dina first tried to conceptualize this episode, we were talking about people like Bad Baby. We're talking about people like Iggy Azalea. We're talking about people who, like, obviously look or trying to emulate black culture and, mm-hmm. like, just selling it as a product. Mm-hmm. Which, like, true, like, you're definitely using blackness as a commodity to sell, like, records. But then also, like, what about the people who, like, own black clubs? Or, like, people who own, like, black beauty supply stores mm-hmm. and they're not black? Right. I think, like, this, we have to, like, think about this as a historical context, too. Like, like let's talk about minstrel shows and how that, like, started, like, mm-hmm. entertainment and pop culture in America. Like, that was, um, from that to, like you know, appropriating rock and roll and music Mm -hmm. in general and, like, how, you know, Elvis took uh, a lot of inspiration from uh, black people and black artists and used black voice to even, (laughs) to even, like, sell his records and everything like that. So, like, this is a long legacy. Like, it doesn't start with Bad Baby, but (laughs) it really, and it's not going to end soon. Yeah, it's not. It's true. And, like, that's always the difficult part, too, because, um... I think with Bad Baby, it's, like, more obvious. But then with the example of, like, Elvis and other things, like, there's, I'm sure there's people who I, like, know now that I don't, like, really think about them using black culture. But also, as, like, we're progressing with time, I find that, like, black culture is just mainstream culture. Like, there's almost no way to separate. If you're going to the club, even if it's, like, a top 40s club, there's gonna be a lot of black artists playing regardless. Mm -hmm. So how are we, like differentiating people kind of partaking in just mainstream culture opposed to just like participating specifically in black culture because that's what I always think about and then I well yeah mainstream media and mainstream culture right now is largely informed by blackness and I would argue specifically music like hip-hop R&B it's not always been the case but right now I would say that they're at the forefront of of music yeah, for sure. And then, and like even fashion, like with the Comme des Garçons, like yeah. uh, fashion show, they had like cornrows. Um, and then it goes back to like, I don't know how to explain this. I guess like with Fashion Nova, like just the way the models are trying to look. It's like, it's basically putting these hood and ghetto aesthetics into this neatly packaged Fashion Nova model box that you can now order and get shipped to your house for. Forty nine ninety nine or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can emulate these things while not actively, I guess, appreciating or understanding where those aesthetics came from. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm wearing these bamboo earrings right now, and like to be honest, I bought them from a one dollar store, so mm-hmm. I know it wasn't from any kind of black owned business. Like mm-hmm. I'm positive it wasn't, and everybody has access to purchase this and the. I, I guess I know the implications of that, but, like, not everybody does. Mm-hmm. And this is just an aesthetic now. Like, this is not 
connected to blackness at all anymore, even though it is like representative of a lot of our culture. And even though it's as simple, something as simple as these earrings, it's like ghetto is being popularized and mm-hmm. ghetto is cute now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I remember back at, like as a kid, that was not to be, like that's not what I wanted to be as a black girl. Like I didn't want to be ghetto or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not even just like fashion and stuff. I even find it like. Even on Instagram, like, with the poses, I'm, like, you are doing, like, the ghetto hood yeah. man pose. <laughs> like, when you're squatted on the ground. I'm, like, that is, like, the ghetto hood man pose. Yeah. yeah no, it's trendy. It's, like, mm-hmm. cool. And it's hard because sometimes it's, like, really obvious. And I feel like those are the times where I feel a little bit more compelled to, like, let's say, call someone out mm-hmm. or feel like I'm mentally canceling them. Yeah. Um, but when it's, like, not so obvious, it's, like, are you going to have those conversations with people or do you kind of just, like, let it slide because of, like, the fluidity, I guess, of black culture? Yeah. I think I probably do let it slide more than I should just because, like, even, like, lingo, too. Like, there's so many things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, just saying, like, slang and phrases and whatever, it's, like, like, where's the line, you know? Like, I'm not gonna call out somebody for doing that necessarily, but then when am I gonna call them out, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it's hard to differentiate, like, who is the gatekeeper and who is the owner of black culture and what percentage black do you have to be to Mm -hmm. be able to call other people out it's always hard to like kind of make that differentiation yeah and i feel like a lot of times i think with social media people are a little bit more lenient Mm. with people of color so for example oh i hate to bring her up but beyonce did something where she like appropriated indian culture um, and then everyone was I like, hate "Oh, to bring her up!" But, yeah, and then everyone was like, "But it's okay because Beyonce is like two percent Indian or something like that." It was ridiculous, yeah. and I was like, "Of course we're doing this because it's Beyonce." Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone. Like, I feel like when Kalani made a song with the N word, like she like named a song oh, the N word, yeah, yeah, yeah. people were like, well, "Is she black?" And it's like, "Well, what percentage black does she have to be yeah. for her to have a song like that?" And I remember like when I first found Kalani's music, and she had that song N words. Um, I was like, is she black? And I Googled it, and apparently she's, like, some part black. But the problem for me was that she wasn't black presenting. Like, she wasn't yeah. – she didn't look black. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah. where it's, like, what do we define blackness as? Because you can be – you can even be, like, half black and still not look very black. Yeah, it's but true. But what is, what is black? Yeah. I just said the word black like so many times. I'm like, (laughs) black, happy black history month. Blah, 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 blackity black. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think about that all the time because, like, who am I to tell someone that they can't, I mean, allegedly connect to a part of themselves? But I don't know. It's hard when you don't look visually apparent. And I think what people fail to acknowledge is that race is visual. Like, your ethnic Mm -hmm. background could be God knows what. You could be from you know, Uganda, <laughs> but <laughs> if you don't look black, like, you know, you're probably not black, yeah. like, you know, yeah. like, yeah, and I feel like we have this debate all the time, like, r- do you remember, it was me, you, and we were talking with our friend, oh, Anita, yes, and there was a specific person where she was like, yeah, like, they're black, because they're, f- they're they from, from an African country, I'm not going to say what country, because they'll out them, <laughs> but I was saying how, okay, they're from an African country, but people from that country aren't particularly black. Yeah, okay. you can be you can be African and you don't necessarily have to be black. Like this person, not, right. yeah, this person wasn't from Morocco. I'm just gonna say that, but <laughs> you can be from Morocco right. and not be black, and you're African. Like, yeah, do you know what right. I mean? So, anyways, they're but from. To her, she was like, she heard that he was from this country, and she's like, yeah, he's black. And I was like, no. And he was saying the N word. I think. I think he was saying the N word, and he like had braids and stuff, and we were like. Okay, you're like an appropriator. This is, you're an appropriator because you're not black, and black is a race. It is not your ethnicity, and I think mm. a lot of people just fail to differentiate that. Yeah, absolutely. Like white Jamaicans stay saying the N word. <laughs> it's like, please stop. <laughs> like, how do you? But like me, like if a white Jamaican said the N word in front of me, I'm like, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, okay, they've got their accent, and it's yeah, like, damn, that's like coded like, black. You're like, blacker than I am. Yeah. <laughs> like you just came from like yeah i understand yeah but um a lot of it's like rooted in class too because like um i don't know a lot of these elements of blackness do have to do with our class background Mm -hmm. and like you know 
to be honest, most white Jamaicans come from an upper class white background. And Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's a lot of it is coded. (laughs) A lot of it has a lot of stuff. I didn't even think about that. That's true. I think when we're saying or like when white people specifically or like non-black people are saying, oh, I can say this because I grew up in the hood. That was my community. A lot of times it's because they're lower class. Mm -hmm. And which I get like a lot of people due to, you know, racism. (laughs) A lot of people of color are like in lower income environments. But does that give you a pass to just brawl up with the boys and say God knows what? And it's like, can I coming from a fairly, I would say I came from a fairly privileged background. Like, Do I have a space there to be like, yo, bro, like, you can't say the N-word. And they're like, what do you mean I can't say the N-word? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so true. Yeah, now thinking about it, like, if, like, the background I came from was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, even in those spaces, I lacked, like, the privilege to, like, be in the same level as them and say the same things as them. So it's unfair that, like, white people will be in these lower class, like, spaces and they get the privilege to kind of, like, oh, at home, I'm with my hood friends, and I get to say this. But then also, when I go to my 9 to 5, I get to be like this, and I'm okay. Absolutely. But it's not really – I would argue that they're not – those those people that are – like, that's not a persona that they just put on. I feel like that's them throughout Oh, really? Life. Okay. I don't know. That's just in my experience. Yeah. Maybe right? it is, though, but, like, they, they can take it off. Whereas, like, if you're a black person and you're quote-unquote code-switching, you're still not going to get the you're same. You're still black. Yeah, you're still black. You can code-switch and you can talk in a different way, in a different intonation and all that, but you're still visibly black. Yeah, that's so what I, I mean. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're still going to get pulled over. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, whereas. You're still getting carded. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Life, man. It's so sad. <laughs> and even, like, going back to, um, like, people profiting off of, uh, like, black people so like kind of the idea of like when you go to a black beauty supply store and it's owned by like east asians mm-hmm. i was kind of saying how there's certain things that you can kind of try to avoid when it comes to like supporting people who use blackness uh, come up so an example of this is like i stopped listening to i don't know who i i stopped listening to bad baby i don't know why you be bringing her up <laughs> whatever any she's artist like the best example, example. Yeah. yeah oh okay so i could stop doing that and like consciously stop doing that but let's say if I'm in a neighborhood and like the closest beauty supply store near me is it owned by black business like am I just gonna cut that off Mm -hmm. like even in London I feel like I mean there is I believe Kalaba is black owned I don't know every time I don't know who owns it but every time I go in there it's black women Mm -hmm. um but like when I go to Toronto when you go to a Clore like you're buying your black hair products from like Asian people and it's almost like, how, how do you stop? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, how do you not support that when that's the only place that you can get your products? Yeah. And me and Dina were actually talking about this earlier, too. And we were saying how, like, there are a lot of sports teams who, like, the majority of the athletes are black, but the people who own those teams aren't black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they're the be- NBA, like, the, the team owners, they're white. Yeah, so they're profiting off so much off these black people. And it's like, okay, we'll support black businesses. And it's like, I want to, but are you going to tell those, like, young boys who want to do the NBA to stop trying to go to the NBA because yeah. they need to support black businesses? Yeah, it's like, and we don't have enough opportunity for it to make it available to, I guess, the lower income uh, section of society. So, like, like a black-owned business that is doing, um, like, kind of, things in a way that are less like uh, sorry (laughs) a black owned business that is like um gonna be more expensive to be honest like straight up it's gonna be more expensive like Mm -hmm. um like wigs for example like it's so much easier to get one from like um like on aliexpress or something some sort of different like website yeah rather than like a black owned one um because it's just kind of more local independent stuff which you know because they don't expand in the way that other businesses do to be honest but it's like i i 100 percent agree with what you're saying but i feel like it's the same argument with like sustainability and trying to buy sustainably because yeah it's going to be more expensive but if it's something that you really value then you will go the extra mile and like i know for myself i i have never made a concerted effort to shop at black owned businesses yeah until like twitter Honestly, when every anyone that makes like a viral tweet will put their business, business yeah. underneath, and I'm like, okay, there's like so many cool black-owned businesses. So now it's something that I consider more, but I feel like 
with consumerism, you don't understand how powerful your buying is. Yeah, yeah money's power. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in this fashion course that was the worst, but uh, <laughs> we were talking about fast fashion and how, like, even, like, buying fast fashion is, like, inherently obviously sexist because a lot of the people who are in the sweatshops are, like, low-income women, but they're also, like, inherently racist because it's, like, a lot of, like, South Asian women who were working in those sweatshops and they're not choosing, like, white upper-class women to do that yeah. work, so it's inevitable. But then sometimes people will argue the fact of, I guess, lack of growth in the black community, which I don't think is true. But anyways, because of black culture being very, very influenced by, I want to say, like, irresp- irresponsible spending um, mm-hmm. in terms of just, like, flexing mm-hmm. and, like, when you have money, putting it into things that are not like sustainable. A like a chain instead yeah. of, like, a stock or something. I don't know, like, <laughs> what you would buy. It's true, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's the argument I hear it get made a lot by, like, even, like, with Jay-Z, <laughs> I hate to bring this, I always talk about Jay-Z, but, um... That's, like, me with Kanye. <laughs> yeah, with, like, on the story of OJ, he talks about um, financial freedom and making mm-hmm. sure that um, when he buys his painting, in 10 years he can give it to his children so that he he didn't just get rich and spend all his money, he invested it, and he's creating generational wealth. Right. And I think that that is really important to consider as well. That's mm-hmm. definitely true. But I also do think that we police how people who don't um who haven't come from money spend their money mm-hmm. which is like it's dangerous because it's like oh rich people can spend all this money on everything but then when poor people want to like have a break and you know buy something that will to be honest everything that we buy is trying to like conform like kind of um validate some sort of part of our identity mm-hmm. and if they want to buy something be it maybe a poor choice it's still like it's still coded in like this kind of identity that they're trying to achieve and trying to be whatever else so like if someone sees them wearing you know the gucci belt like maybe they'll (laughs) think like oh that person i respect them because that's just how we work and they're just kind of trying to live in the system like yeah i think i think like honestly spend your money on what you want i don't really care but at the same time, like if you have a Gucci belt and you're still riding the LTC, like mm-hmm. there is some <laughs> there's some, there's somewhere so where your priorities yeah. are not like they're not in line, yeah. and I just I don't understand that. But. True. Yeah, it's actually very true. And then also, yeah, like why aren't we? If you were a black person and you're like getting all this money, then like maybe we should be trying to make a conscious effort of like yeah, like investing in black owned businesses because yeah. they are more expensive and like. Um, to kind of speak on like me quoting Kanye (laughs) Kanye like had an interview after Jesus is King um, and he was like talking about she didn't cancel Kanye I didn't (laughs) (laughs) like I anyways guys Kanye is such a long conversation Um, we're gonna have a Kanye dedicated episode yeah he's my Gemini like twin like I don't know (laughs) anyways um, so after uh, Jesus is King came out Kanye made a critique like in one of his songs, I can't think of it on the top of my head, about black culture and how he's saying basically like, we're always saying like, do it for the culture, do it for black culture. But really like, who owns culture? Like when we're signing off these contracts and we're buying the Gucci belts and we're doing these things, like who are we really supporting? And therefore his argument, I don't know if I agree with this, but his argument was that black people have been left cultureless because mm. of this, because they've sold because their culture. our culture has been taken from us. Yeah, yeah. it's a commodity. Mm. He said something with that. <laughs> he might Kanye might have made a point. <laughs> Honestly, Jesus King is a good album, and I will never. Oh my God. It ever made my heart flutter, guys. Anyone take that away from me? <laughs> I didn't never. listen to it, but it is one. I listen to it like at least once a week. Damn, it's in my rotation. I cried the first time I listened to it. <laughs> I didn't cry. I cried. That's so extra. I cried. Wow. She was feeling spiritual. I was it is nice. the one before that. What was that one again? 
Oh my god, that was the worst one. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, the one that was over. like, I'm bipolar and I'm <laughs> yeah, awesome. That one. Oh, that, that one's crap. scary. Yay. Yay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought yeah. too. Meditative murder. That scared me. The I had to turn it off. Premeditative. <laughs> or yeah. the one where we <laughs> talked about on the podcast, the one with the, that he's talking about. Oh, his violent crimes. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that was painful. I was it like, was oh, so cringy, I'm and I was like, why are all these grown men being like, yo, like that song spoke to me? I'm like, you need help. You actually grown men are sick. Okay, I saw this tweet, and it was like the only thing keeping men from being pedophiles is the law Absolutely. and i was like whoa you're right though i never thought about it that way it's like everybody called out billy eilish they're like oh my god you're 18 let's like like um how Wait, why did she get down? called out no like they're just being like oh now we can dm her like now oh, we can do all this stuff even really? sky yeah, yeah even sky that. jackson do you guys knew that yes. oh my god sky yeah. jackson yeah and i saw yeah. the tweet where someone's like so when do you turn 18 yeah i was like dude she literally looks 11 she's <laughs> literally like 14 yeah. probably like i don't even know <laughs> all i remember is that she was like on ant farm or something something like that no she wasn't on ant farm she, oh, she that won. was china ant <laughs> Oh. <laughs> she thing. was on um, that show with Debbie Ryan, oh, yeah. and Debbie Ryan was like her babysitter. Jesse, was that it? Yeah, yes. okay. that's it. it Jesse. <laughs> hey, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we really just went. <laughs> we went left and we kept going. Um, okay, guys, let's <laughs> let's talk about black fishing, the phenomenon. I don't think it's a phenomenon, actually. I just think that people finally got like called out for it because those twitter threads were like they went off well even when you look at those photos of uh, people being like oh why aren't white girls like this anymore they're still really tanned yeah like paris hilton was very tanned that's true like the was lips she... the lip filler though the lip filler is different i feel like the lip fillers and the hair is definitely and different. the bbls do different. we do we think that like wigs are a part of black culture i mean that's kind of a reach but do we think <laughs> you're you are reaching, I'm reaching for the stars yeah. sister it's a bit of a reach. i'm not gonna lie it's a reach but <laughs> i feel like that's like one of the things that's allowed the black fishing to kind of advance it's like as wigs kind of popularized if you're like wearing like a lace front it almost like you almost emulate black culture a little bit more yeah i kind of feel that way about baby hair i'm like baby hair for sure no baby hair for sure <laughs> yeah like I, I guess everyone kind of has it but like no don't do it yeah <laughs> like, you should not be laying your baby hairs they're <laughs> screaming they don't even know what eco styler is no. and your hair is probably gonna fall out Absolutely. yeah and like i think the thing that people don't understand is that um be- black people style their hair in a certain way for protection yeah and by you styling your hair that way, you're actually going to have all your hair fall out. Like, you really are. Greasy. Yeah. Like, greasy, 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 greasy. Yeah. Like, we do so many different things than white people do or people who have straight hair do because, like, like we don't wash our hair every day. Like, that's just yeah. Like, we just have different types of hair. And so when you try to do that, it's, you're really wasting your time, sis. You're really damaging it for the trend. Like, don't do that. I don't yeah. understand. But I feel like na- nowadays it's more normal for non-black people to be like, yeah, I only wash my hair like once a week. I don't know if that's Is like. It? I think it's more normal now. Or I have like, no idea, honestly. <laughs> but it's like I don't know any white people. I only have one white friend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that's true. But yeah, the the black fishing is so scary. Like, and the thing is, is there's just like this blatant disregard. Like when people get called out for it. They're like, well, no, I was never trying to be black. I'm white. I just tan very easily in the sun or I just like this hairstyle. So I feel like there's also a lack of accountability on the part of those who are accused, which I I, like. It's not something that I expect just because like when someone's like you're trying to be black. Like, are you gonna be like, yeah, I was trying to be black. You caught me. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? So make your bio black fishing. Um, It's true. But also I've come across a couple of women who blackfish um who are like perhaps like half like south asian or and like half white let's say i think that was like a model that i saw recently on my twitter feed she was like a quarter south asian a quarter black and like half white and like nonetheless without tanner she was relatively like tan but like definitely not to the extent that she was like putting self tanner on Mm -hmm. and like was doing her hair so 
there was this conversation around her being like, so is she blackfishing? Because, like, technically she, like, kind of looks like that. She just, like, made herself way darker. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, what's the line? Like, I get it. I mean, if there's certain examples where it's just literally obvious. Like, it's so obvious that the before and after picture is, like, scary. Yeah. But then there's some photos where I'm like, you definitely are blackfishing, but I don't know if I could, like, go out of my way to call you out yeah like i saw some people calling out ariana grande on twitter for it oh yeah she's my favorite nubian queen (laughs) wait because she wears a ponytail like why tanner she's like pretty tan like compared to you know the nickelodeon days but Uh, and she like one time that's a reach i feel like no yeah Yeah, it's kind of it's just funny and like sometimes she'll have like ponytails that are crimped hair but it looks like (laughs) chemical hair or whatever it looks like Con. Yeah. yeah, and it's just so jokes. Oh, I just like I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ariana Grande is a little bit of a reach. I don't know if yeah, she me too. I think sometimes she does like she definitely has a black scent. Like she definitely oh, yeah. does that purposely. And I think the other problem with Ariana Grande is her writers are black. So yeah. they'll like write things that are from like, inspiration from black culture. She's just like the dummy that's singing yeah. it. Yeah, like what's that one song my wrist? Seven, Seven rings. And everyone said that that was like stealing from Soldier Boy. And Soldier yeah. Boy was on Instagram like, yeah, like <laughs> every like everyone knows that that's the Soldier Boy like backtrack Not even backtrack. It's just like no, it's the it's it's the way that I'm she's saying, saying it where it's like you're very breathy like Mane. the rhythm. Yeah. Cuz you know how he he does that. Anyways, I find it funny cuz she's found so much success doing this. And even with like I think it was a Thank You Next album. There was so much like hip hop ish influence in there, yeah. which was like so crazy for me. And I loved that album. And I'm like, maybe I that's like why. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I never cared for her other than Thank You, like that album, like Thank You Next and that album. I was like, she's good. No, <laughs> I like Sweetener, like, like it, cause Pharrell produced it. So wow. yeah. See, so having a lot of these, that's why I like them. It's because it's I'm able to like. Attach myself to like these black influenced things, even though I don't know that it's black. Like, mm. yeah, no, but I, I, yeah, you can definitely hear it sonically in the beats, in the way she's saying things, even in the words that she's saying. Like, she'll say like swag and like she'll I don't say, know. It's a, it's a vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's a mood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Ariana, baby, are you blackfishing? Just kidding. You're not. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> what? Yeah, what do we think about... Because I think representation in and of itself is great, but it depends who is at the table to have that discussion. So in terms of, like, media, film, TV, who's in the writer's room of a show that has black people in their cast? Mm -hmm. I think that's also a discussion. So I don't think it's just, like, at the forefront. I think it's behind the scenes, too, who is making decisions. Um, Even in, like advertisements and things like that like i feel like you've seen all these companies take black twitter and run with it like wendy's twitter like all of these food like chipotle's twitter like all these food places on their twitter they are so funny and like so with the memes and i'm like it is definitely like a black intern sitting there yeah so that's true so at a bigger level you can you can kind of argue that these corporations are benefiting from black culture too it's so sad. But it's just hard because it is very interesting with capitalism. And, like, how do you get out? Yeah. Because I think it is really nice for us to sit here and be like, well, you know, support black businesses. But at the end of the day, like, especially if we're talking to a marginalized group where sometimes, like, a lot of times they are in, like, lower income situations. And they, like, rely on certain companies to just, like, provide them food, whatever, shelter, whatever or entertainment like it's inevitable so like how do you break that cycle really like what i guess are we proposing (laughs) because i never know what to propose honestly like i'll have these conversations with people and i'm like so what's the next step what am i what am i going to do as an individual to like really try to um support black people or like marginalized people and ensure that i like don't fall in the traps of these white corporates but i just can't but it's hard it's hard it's hard to affect individual change when something's a systemic issue. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's, but obviously we can't just be like, well, throw your hands up and never do anything <laughs> again, right? So I get what you're saying. I just think that I feel like we've come a long way um, since I've been, like, even from the time I was 18 to now, I feel like 
in terms of representation I see myself a lot more in the media that I'm consuming um and I feel like there's so many good black creators out that are very popular like shows like power shows like I don't like insecure where those Mm -hmm. were I feel like when I was younger those were shows that were primarily consumed by black people but now you can talk about power and like pretty much a lot of like everyone's gonna know what you're talking about they're gonna know at least what the show is whereas when you talk about the game like freaking 10 years ago like no one knew what I was talking about none Mm. of my white friends when I was younger knew what I was talking about so I think in terms of that I feel like we have made some good strides towards representation but that can also be reflective in the idea that black culture is just getting more popular and also being exploited so I think it's like a balancing act where it's like we want more representation but with more representation comes black culture being in popular culture and those two things being interchangeable so that those things can blackness is ultimately getting exploited yeah it's true and like I remember when I was younger never would I ever thought blackness as like a trendy thing because blackness was like what you didn't want to be you didn't want to be ratchet you don't want to be ghetto or anything so to think now that like a lot of specifically white women are like partaking in that is mind-blowing if you told me this when I was 10 I wouldn't have believed you like literally yeah I I remember like fearing uh like dyeing my hair or like having a lot of piercings or something because like for white people that was alternative but for black people that was ghetto and it was like mm-hmm. why is it that and also like like when black people would wear blonde hair despite it was Beyonce so ghetto doing it. yeah but, like yeah it was like are you crazy like I just thought like oh this just doesn't look good on our skin or something something inherent which doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> but like yeah that's just um it's crazy how it's flipped and and it makes us it makes us as a society seem more accepting when it's not actually true. Like yeah, that's the that's the double and sort because you're yeah. like, oh well, maybe we have more representation because <laughs> yeah. you know God knows who is like now she like looks black. There's more black models and more black IG models even though they're black fishes. <laughs> um, but really, it's just like as black people, we're not benefiting from that, so it's not really representation. Yeah, we're still getting placed last in comparison to like our non-black peers. Yeah, absolutely true it's so sad mm-hmm. guys uplift your black people it's black history month <laughs> happy black history if i don't get a job this month that is anti-black no seriously Absolutely. i have a job interview maybe i shouldn't say this anyways <laughs> hire her if you're listening to this <laughs> a job interview actually i'm not going to continue because I if i don't like- <laughs> if i don't have an 80 percent on every single one of my exams my midterms all my profs are racist this institution is anti-black that ass how are you doing my midterms on <laughs> black history month disclaimer we're just kidding yeah I feel like sometimes people think we're serious and we're like oh. like well it's not really racist shut up <laughs> <laughs> straight to the point shut up literally shut up anyways can we say that is that a shut swear up? word <laughs> no but I learned that D-A-M-N is a swear word yeah and I didn't know that yeah can I spell that oh my gosh <laughs> we are gonna get demonetized demonetized <laughs> we don't actually make money so this is your favorite YouTube video please subscribe no yeah. just kidding <laughs> guys life is but a dream well, the shortest month of the year is Black month. History Month. But I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. That's actually I insane. feel like it started yesterday and it's like going to be done soon. I know. But like low key, why do they make February Black History Month? Because also the weather's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And well, I don't want to go out anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so westernized. I was like <laughs> only. I was like. Around the. Here. She was like <laughs> around here. And I was like. This is the only place that exists. <laughs> Just Canada. <laughs> Just Canada. <laughs> Just London, baby. This town. Yeah, but I think earlier (laughs) I brought up the point of TikTok. I don't know why I, like, talk about TikTok all the time. But it's, like, the best social media platform ever. (laughs) If you haven't downloaded it. I just downloaded it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Follow me. I love it. You know what? It's grown on me. (laughs) It's just, like, scrolls forever. And, yeah, there's a lot of cringeworthy content on there, but... But that's the jokes, though. Like that's what's I funny know. to me is that that beautiful, awkward white girl dancing. I love oh my it. god! Okay, Renegade, so that's exactly Renegade. what I was going to talk about. <laughs> is that um, there's like this trend I've seen on TikTok of all these black TikTokers being like, 
um, black person check, like black check. <laughs> yeah, yes. like oh like use this sound because there's not enough of us getting on the for you page on this app, and it's just funny because all of the trends that go viral on TikTok are so inspired by black culture, by black dances, the whoa, the. Mm teach me how to dougie the (laughs) there was one where people were doing crip walks yeah and it was just so cringy i was like what is happening but yeah it's funny to see like a platform like that where the algorithm is so ingrained in white yeah no guys it's an algorithm yeah i have tiktok and i only have like four posted tiktoks that are on public but um or like three whatever but all the TikToks that I have myself in it's like maybe like 1k 2k like views mm-hmm. but then the one I used with white people because basically I work for uh the way I even spoke so they had a bachelor event so people from the bachelor had come and I was like this is a perfect chance to make a TikTok <laughs> made a TikTok there's like 76.2k like views Shoot. it's insane and I don't even think that's that great of a TikTok I think it's actually my worst TikTok <laughs> but I feel like it's genuinely because of the demographic that's being shown yeah because it was a white woman in the video yeah and a white guy you know what I've been seeing on TikTok is people talking about their race. So, like, it starts off with, like, people think I'm this, this, oh this. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I'm then they this. swipe it away. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel weird about watching those videos because it's like, what are you trying to say? TikTok like, is anti-black. Yeah. It's <laughs> so insane, though, because, like, all apps obviously are inevitably, like, all the isms. Right. But TikTok, it, like, puts you – it doesn't even hide it. It's just on a platter. It's on a platter. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy, and I'm like, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I see one black guy, and he's the one that's making the video where it's like, I don't date this racist yeah. girl, swipes <laughs> away, I date white girls. Yeah. And I think I talked about this in the last podcast episode, too, yeah. but it's just yeah. like... And you know what? I think what's really, really sad about it, too, is because I think it's a younger demographic that uses this That's app. why it's sad. And so, like, that's what they believe, is all of these things, and... Um, and you know what? Like, I don't blame them. That's how I felt at that age, too. But mm-hmm. I wish that what, how we're progressing in the world would reflect in our youth and how we understand ourselves as, like, teens and stuff. Because that is vital to our growth and, like, to our development and understanding our race and blackness and everything like that. So I wish that that was being reflected because I still see all of the same stuff I thought when I was a kid. Exactly. Literally, I was thinking about this in class today. <laughs> I was like... Everything I'm learning, everything I've learned in my university career, like, sure, you probably could have Googled it, but you wouldn't know how to navigate, like, you <laughs> right. know, like, you wouldn't have known what to actually look up. Yeah. Um, and everything I feel like I learned through university, even though, like, the time crunch made it hard, is all, like, digestible to high schoolers, I think. Like, none of the information I think I learned was, like, too much to take for mm-hmm. someone who's 16. And it's, like, they should be learning this. Like, I should have learned all this stuff when I was, like, literally 16. Yeah. It's really unfortunate that um, it remains the case that people are afraid of being black and, you know, people are afraid of other people of color. Like, yeah. And they think the win is like this one. There's this TikTok. It's like this Asian guy. He's like, uh, people think my type is like white girls. (laughs) And then it's like (laughs) Latin girls. And then the cherry on top he like shows his hand he's like dark skin girl it's like wow damn this ended racism this ended racism like literally but those tiktoks are so funny but there's also like a huge trend of guys doing that on tiktok where they're like i love black girls it's like good job like what do you want why wouldn't you yeah i saw one today that was really weird it was this guy taking a video of like his girlfriend's house or something being like oh my god look at all this black culture the guy was white just for reference um and it was like <laughs> taking pictures of like eco styler and like um in her house he, How yeah okay. and like her a uh, dark maybelline superstay like oh wait he had a so... black girlfriend yeah oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> like, why was his white girl honestly i wouldn't put it past anyone because shout out to my girl alexa she uses dior show shade 501 <laughs> which is like deep dark and i'm like girl we deadass could use the same foundation <laughs> shade, and she is white. But I digress. I guess, like, another thing that I always wondered is, I know blackfishing is the same thing as blackface, but do we feel like we're diluting the issue by calling it blackfishing? 
What do you mean? So do we feel like if we just called it blackface, it would have the same historical impact as like black fishing like i feel because like I think it's like a funny name yeah it's like this is a joke this is a twitter thing black fishing but like why are we calling it something different than what it already is there's already a name and it's called blackface see i totally agree but i do think like there is a difference because it's not making fun of it it's something even weirder like it's not mm. like using like putting on blackface to be like haha i'm black but it's more like Oh, this is trendy. It's it's. I wish we had a different name, something less like Twitter, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like comical, <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's it's definitely in tandem with that, but it's like become it's evolved into something stranger to me. Like, yeah, yeah, that is very true. I always knew it was like because they like obviously when you look back at like photos of like people who were doing blackface, it's like they'll do the crazy lips, and mm-hmm. it's just like it's obviously just like very demeaning. Mm-hmm. Evidently, blackfishing is still very demeaning, but in a way where they're, like, trying to allegedly appreciate or, mm-hmm. like, trying to glorify this look that they're trying to aspire to be. Um, but, yeah, in my head, I'm always like, should I just stop calling it blackfishing and just call it blackface? But you're right. It's definitely different. There's a different weight to it. Mm-hmm. And I never know, like, every time I'm, like, describing it to someone, I just end up being like, yeah, it's literally just blackface. And like, so why don't you just call it that? And, like difference mockery but in a way that they're like but i'm being nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when i go home i'm gonna wash it off (laughs) yeah but it gets me the likes yeah which is crazy and like it's it's shown even like on micro levels of like people's social media Mm -hmm. where it's like even if you're not an influencer like i see it with like regular everyday girlies like if you're a black girl and you're posting a selfie i remember when instagram showed numbers and maybe i just don't mm-hmm. pay attention but from my knowledge they don't show numbers um like it'd always be like the same event two girls and like the white girl would always end up getting more likes yeah and it'd be so much faster like it the process of her getting more like followers or engagement would be just so much faster even if like the looks weren't even comparable mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so unfortunate yeah it's we just interested in what's easily digestible yeah it's true it's very very true so did you guys watch the oscars Um, or follow it at all i followed it i usually watch but uh i had a midterm today so (laughs) r.i.p yeah so thoughts anyone i don't know i i just feel like the oscars or the grammys or like any type of award like they they always disappoint me so I'm like, why would I watch this? But people still will watch and get super, super upset about, like, who wins and who doesn't, mm-hmm. obviously, because that is inherent and shows a lack of representation. But I think, like, with – specifically with Oscars, I haven't even seen that many people of color creators be nominated. Yeah. Like, I think with the Grammys, that holds a little bit of a different weight when you have five black people in Best Rap Album of the Year – and you have one white artist and the white artist wins Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a genre that is so rooted in blackness like I think that holds a different weight um but I don't know I feel like I don't know enough about like film to make a critique of the Oscars however watch Parasite was a great film loved it and was so happy that they won yeah yeah, I just found Street because I remembered I liked it. And uh, it says, maybe one day the Oscars will have more black nominees instead of jokes about how there are no black nominees. Yeah. That was, like, literally true. <laughs> yeah, I think there was one person of color nominated for an acting award, and it was the person who played Harriet in the Harriet movie. Um, and also, every movie that ever gets nominated oh, is about slavery. It is always about slavery, <laughs> or, yeah. like, black pain. Yeah. Like... Why? People, Why can't it be like a happy-go-lucky black movie? People also love commodifying black struggle. It's not even Absolutely. just the looks. It's like the struggle. People want to empathize. It's like no one needs to watch another slave movie. It's like the white man's war movie. Absolutely. No one ever needs to see another war movie. We do not ever need to see another <laughs> slave movie. Shut it down. There's enough. <laughs> There's enough good ones. Shut it down. Shut it down, baby. <laughs> Shut it down. Dead ass. Cut I don't want to see any historical films. <laughs> I actually hate Deadass. historical films. <laughs> I will watch a book. <laughs> or 
take a history class. Who needs this in a movie? Who needs this it is in supposed a movie? to be enjoyable. Yeah, I th- that was like last year Green Book one, which was did you guys see it? I didn't I haven't watch seen it. it, but that's the one with Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah. So that was really painful to watch. <laughs> the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was like it had a scene where the white guy who was the driver of Mahershala Ali um, was teaching him how to eat fried chicken. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's all I had to like, hear. That like. was, so it, it like it feels so weird every single year because it, the same Oscars that gave Moonlight, which I thought was a fantastic movie, um, mm-hmm. the best picture, Green Book also won. So it's like I don't I don't even know how to feel about it and I cannot there's no consistency and it just kind of feels that they're going with the trend I don't know yeah I mean okay arguably Moonlight was about like black suffering but I thought it was different because it was in slavery it was like something new something something that was really important too yeah something that was like this is current this is right now yeah this is something that we need to talk about and they did it in a really really great way I love that movie I love that movie it's actually insane you guys want to hear a crazy story I used to work at the movie theater when that movie came out and this it was woman, at the movie theater? Yeah. I thought they just played it at like No, it's not like, at like Cineplex. No, I yeah, it was at Cineplex. They played it at Cineplex. They played it at Cineplex. That's crazy. And this old woman, so old people who go to the movie theater, they just go for fun. They're not going to see yeah. a movie. They're just like, we're going to the movies and when we go, we'll like figure it out. And they go at like eleven AM. Yeah, they go at like eleven AM. <laughs> yeah. So it's like eleven AM. This woman who is a regular like, I would say, like, I don't know what other movies were out at that time. But I would just, like, say, maybe she'd be, like, seen it next. And I would just, like, keep naming <laughs> movies until she's, like, okay, maybe that one. So this day, she is, like, I'm naming all these movies. And then Moonlight comes up. She's, like, oh, I haven't seen that. I'll watch that. She's allegedly half blind, mind you. Why are you watching a movie? <laughs> I don't know. Oh okay. To this Lydia, day. Why you get taken off the air for being ableist? Yeah. Oh, sorry. But anyways, that's fine. If you're half blind, you can still watch a movie. But. The story gets way worse. Um, (laughs) So I'm, like, selling her this ticket to Moonlight. If you guys don't know, now you know. If you watch a movie 10 minutes and you don't like the movie, you can get a refund or you can exchange tickets. Wait, what? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that, which I am surprised. So 10 minutes later, like, 10 minute passes, and she comes up to me, and she's like, I want to refund my ticket. I'm like, okay. I don't actually care why you want to refund the ticket. I'm just, like, at the, like, at um, at the booth, and I'm, like, trying to process your refund and I'm like okay so like why don't you like the movie just trying to make conversation and she's like yeah like there was way too many black people no she did not say that to you and I was like okay she said that to you she said that to me and I literally just like was like yeah I was like like, there are a lot of black people you're right that is statistically correct I was like you're not wrong I was like in my head I was like did she know I'm black (laughs) They probably think you're Indian or something. Yeah. Like, because I was like, this is so shocking. I'm like, you're half blind. So, like, maybe you don't know I'm black. But, like, you knew those people were black. <laughs> so, anyways, that story is always so insane for me to tell because I just couldn't believe it. But wow. it's crazy because it's crazy that, like, someone would say that about moonlight but then people will go line up to see bad boys or <laughs> yeah. any or girls yeah. trip girls trip was never a problem it's like the mm. funny black films that people are like oh yeah i'm going to see girls trip i'm going to see like the new tyler perry movie yeah, or like whatever but i guess when it comes to films like that that are actually about something real people are like no there's too many blackies yeah, yeah. seriously they don't want to actually like they don't want to empathize with black struggle they just want to yeah. laugh they just want to laugh. They want to use this as their LOLs. Yeah. yeah. That's why people love black Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And, like, um, uh, he's, you know, he has a soft spot for me, but he's kind of problematic. Uh, Donald <laughs> Glover said on Atlanta, he was like, I don't want white people to even be laughing at this. <laughs> like, this is not funny. <laughs> like, this is. I don't need to watch the like, show. Because it's not for you. Yeah, it's yeah. not for you. This is media that's yeah. not for your consumption. Yeah, yeah. Please don't laugh at our struggle because. Like, it's not appropriate. <laughs> Even Insecure. Like, I had this... One of my friends was like, yeah, I love Insecure. Like, I watch it. And I'm like, okay, that's great. And I don't think it's bad that she watches it. But I'm like, a lot of the jokes are about being black. Yeah. And it's like, how do you laugh at some? Like, how do you laugh when you don't really understand it? Like, it's not something yeah. that happens to you or ex- you experience. So I think that's an interesting point. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you even police that? Because you want black people to be successful and you want people to watch 
their stuff and repost it and whatever but it's like we these are jokes that are about blackness that you actually can't empathize with at all yeah mm-hmm. that's how i feel about twitter too like even when like certain tweets like go viral i'm like i like it would be delusional of me to like look at who retweeted this but <laughs> it's like yeah. not all like you know 5.2k people who retweeted this are black yeah. like definitely mm-hmm. not and this tweet that uses the n-word and i'm like I'm looking through the likes like mm-hmm. <laughs> you should not even be laughing at this sir. yeah <laughs> yeah but I don't know. You wanted the tweet to go well, though, yeah. right? So then, where's the, where's, where's the, the con- line? Yeah, it's hard. Everything like, I have like an ethical dilemma every single time we have an episode because <laughs> it's just hard. Like it's so hard to draw any type of line. A yeah. lot of this is gray. It's true. And I think that's what I want to end this episode on because this was really fun. And I, this is, no, <laughs> you guys had fun. <laughs> you guys had fun listening. With the girlies. And if this is your first time listening, you're from Radio Western or something, um, <laughs> please, if you liked what you heard, follow us. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Retweet Podcast, Instagram, at Retweet Podcast. Um, we might we start a TikTok. We might start a TikTok <laughs> in the near future. Full length episodes. <laughs> no, like seriously, because of their algorithm, like we would probably like blow up on there. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe not because we're because we're black, we're black women, but like but it's no teen of shade. But it's easy to like go viral on that app though for most people. Yeah. But anyways. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you so much, Chelsea. This was so fun. You actually, Chelsea actually pitched us this episode, kind of. Like, we asked for (laughs) suggestions, and she wanted to talk about representation, and then we um, talked with Radio Western, and they wanted to kind of make this episode. So it's cool, full circle. If you guys have any ideas for episodes or, like, something that you're really passionate about that you would want a platform to speak on, just shoot us a message because, honestly most of the time if you're someone that has a passion for something we want to hear it and we want to talk to you about it so with that being said do you have anything to add Lydia um all I have to add is (laughs) if you want to be on the podcast just make sure you have your topic your three arguments and a thesis I don't want anyone to come to me and say just put me on that's it I say this every week every 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 week but it keeps happening and it I'm does tired. Keep happening. So there's that. Thank you guys. Also, okay. <laughs> no, we're not finishing. No, that's it. No, that's actually it. I was going to add something, but it's okay. All right. It's okay. Anyways, happy Black History Month. Happy Black, Black History Month. Bye. Bye. Bye.